Blog Talk Radio. here on this show too. That's why he's my friend and that's why he's here. We're going to talk about 
being tailor-made. And we're going to talk with Richard as he begins to share with us, as he shares with so many young black men and so many young people around the um, city of Chicago and throughout the nation. And so we're just going to give him an opportunity to come in. We're going to take a quick break, though, before we do that. And I want to give a great, great, great big hello and welcome to all of you that are here. Hello to our chat room. Hello to our callers on the line. Hello to those of you that are listening via the Internet. Uh, without you, we would not have a show. So be sure to call in if you want to to give a comment, a question at 646-378-1135. And those of you that are already on the line, all you have to do if you want to talk is press number one. Chat people, you know what we do. We're chatting. We're chatting in the chat room, and I'm, we're going to be doing that on today. So thanks again for joining. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back after these words. Life and spiritual coach, minister, author, and inspirational speaker. These are just a few titles used to describe Marion Ifua. But her name says it all. She is an innovator and bringer of change. If you desire to change for the better, contact Marion Ifua at 480-269-1038. 480-269-1038. Or by visiting ifuaspeaks.com. E-F-U-A-Speaks.com. Marion Ifua. Change for today tomorrow, and the rest of your life. Take time to escape by attending the 2012 My Reality Tour. June 6th through the 8th. It's three days of interactive, transformational, holistic healing and empowerment. Register today at 414-604-6271 or by visiting MyRealityTour.com. That's 414-604-6271. All right, we are back here. We're going to have a few more announcements really quickly. That's on Saturday, April 28th. Dr. Ray Hagens will be in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, my hometown. Woohoo! Proudly, um, he's going to be supported by the Brotherhood of Firefighters, and he is a spiritual leader of the African Village Center. And I'll be at the event along with uh, Shelly Davis, a great poet, and Bobby Drake, and Oshiella Bowles, which, as you know, is a very powerful leader in the Milwaukee community, as well as the host, Leander Burks. So if you're not doing anything on Saturday, April 28th, doors open at 5, program starts at 6, and we'll be there. And, of course, I'll have my books there. There's free food and refreshments, y'all. Also want to remind you, speaking of my book, my book, Not My Reality, Encouragement While Dancing in the Storm, is now available. Available on Amazon.com, CreateSpace.com, and at local bookstores in your town, in your city. You can catch it and get a copy of Not My Reality, Encourage You While Dancing in the Storm. It's waiting for you. I'm waiting for you. All right, we're going to bring in my friend that's been waiting on the line, none other than my good friend, uh, Richard Taylor. Good morning, Richard. Oh, good morning, Mary. Yeah. Good morning, Richard. Hey, good morning. How are you? How's it going? I'm well. I'm well. Thank you. Good. Thanks for joining me on today. Thank you uh, for having uh, Richard, me. 
I want you just to know that uh, it's an honor to have you here. I told you from the moment I met you, you know I just adopted you, right? <laughs> Thank you. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, you never should have told me you was hungry to keep to get your get your program going and keep it out here and touching the lives. When you tell me that, I'm gonna make sure you get fed now. <laughs> well, it's much appreciated. I really do. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome, honey. You're welcome. All right, so listen, so we're talking today, right? I just yeah. want you to tell everybody about who you are and why why it's important for me to have you on this show on Not My Reality Live. Go ahead and introduce yourself, Richard, please. All right, well, as uh, Marion said, I'm Richard Taylor. I'm hailing from the city of Chicago, Illinois, Chi-Town. Um, Yeah, and I am here today really just talking about myself, my, my past, my present, and my future. So, uh with that being said, I guess I can kind of give you a little background about me as far as where I come from. Uh, coming out of high school, I was a very highly scouted athlete, um, playing football, actually, quarterback, and I had all ambition and dreams on going to the, the next two levels to play ball. Um, but that got ended uh, abruptly by a heart condition. So uh, my plans kind of changed a little bit. A lot of the scholarships that I had and opportunities that I had that I didn't really get a chance to take and take a shot at them. So I ended up going to college. I went to Northern Illinois University out in DeKalb, Illinois. It's about an hour and a half away from Chicago, actually. And I went there trying to live the college life that I saw on TV and in movies, and I thought it was going to be a great experience. But uh, my life actually changed from there. I started off in school. I think the first two years were probably the roughest times of my life thus far. Um, I went through a lot of different problems from failing classes the first three or four semesters straight being on academic probation. Within two years' time, I gained 170 pounds. Uh, I was in a very abusive wow. relationship, actually, where I was the abusee. Um, I went through a, a course of that two years where I was stealing um uh, trying to, you know, steal money and just, you know, living a life of theft, a life of addiction, really, and have my own personal problems and insecurities as well. So a lot of that stuff just began to add up in my life, add up in my mind, and not to mention things that I had dealt with from the past, hurtful words, uh, people not believing in you, all this stuff just added up together. And uh, I think the stress of everything really got to me. So on, uh, I think I believe it was January of 2008, uh, I had attempted suicide in my dorm room, actually, and I think that was the turning point for me where my life really changed forever. Um, after that, I realized that I had lost uh, my identity. I lost a lot of myself, and um, I took a knife to my wrist five times and woke up in the hospital just kind of blacked out, woke up in the emergency room, and um, I knew I needed to make some changes then. Um, the doctor actually told me that, I cut my main vein, but that blood wouldn't come out of the vein. So once that happened, I, I, I kind of had this realization that I'm obviously here for a reason. You know, I tried to take mm-hmm. my own life, and it didn't work. So, uh, you know, the the next three years was uh, a great time for me. It was a humbling experience being that um, when I came out of the hospital, I saw one of the school newspapers, and I saw myself in there, and, you know, campus leader, uh, student leader Richard Taylor, you know, attempted suicide. I'm, I'm all in the police beat. So I think that was, like, very humiliating, but it, I learned a lot from it, though. And from that, I really just started to change. Um, got my focus back, got out of the relationship, did what I had to do for myself, um, ended up graduating from college actually last May. Uh, and, and from that, I really began to find out who Richard was through a lot of different things, um, 
that morbid obesity, I didn't even realize that I was morbidly obese. The doctor told me, and I was like, well, I'm just a big guy. I'm not morbidly obese. He was like, no. He was like, your body mm-hmm. type, you're supposed to be this small. And he was like, like I said, I came into college at 200 pounds, and, and by the time the end of my sophomore year was around, I was at 370. So I knew I needed to make some changes. So I started working hard for the next three years trying to take my life back in. I've done a great uh, great job thus far trying to really accomplish that. Like I said, sure. got out of the yeah. relationship, started dealing with those insecurities, facing my problems head on. And, um, yeah, I've lost 130 pounds since then. Um, like I said, it's regained my focus and my identity, knowing who I am and knowing the power that I possess to do and, and, and be great in life in this, in this journey that we call life. So uh, after doing that, once I graduated, uh I was reflecting on my own experiences, and I got a chance to hear Hill Harper speak at uh, NIU during my last year, and that really empowered me to go out here, and I was like, man, I want to do the same thing. I actually got my degree in communication, so it worked out perfectly, and I've always been a chatterbox, as my parents like to say, so um, I figured, you know, why not go out and take my own story and and use it to change the lives of others, because I, I, I feel like that's what it's about, you know, being that selfless character and that selfless person going out to try and really change people's lives and dealing with these issues head on, you know, and empowering them to deal with them too. Um, like I said, my story is just one of many, but a lot of people go through it and they feel like they have no avenue. So I feel like, you know, if my testimony can be something that can lead to somebody else's healing, why not go out here and do it? So this is how TaylorMade Empowerment came up in the name itself obviously last name Taylor. Um, we have this ongoing joke in my family about we're team Taylor made and I got a few cousins who are in the entertainment business, you know, they did Taylor made entertainment. And I, I searched the internet and I was like, Wow, I wonder if anybody has Taylor made empowerment and sure enough, nobody did. So I went ahead and snatched it because I felt like the name itself spoke so many volumes because the T A Y L O R, you know, that's me, but there are, you know, everybody is T A I L O R, Taylor made and that Form. So I really wanted to go out here and push that message of people being tailor-made. That's where it came from, and from there I've just kind of taken off trying to go out here and provoke people's thoughts and change their mind and really get them to see the bigger picture. Yeah, you know, I, you know when I when I hear you, every time I hear a story and I talk, you talk about the trials you went through and then later how you actually triumphed, you know, that's that intrinsic motivation. Yes. That's what we all have inside of us to live. You know, it, it, survival is intimate within us. We ultimately want to survive. The problem is that we are surrounded so often by, you know, conditions, circumstances, and, yes. and individuals yeah. that we're just incapable of finding a moment. And sometimes people do turn to that type of depression or they turn to, a, you know, the alternative suicide. And, when it, and like you said, it, it's, it's not going to happen. It wasn't going to happen because that was not the real reality for your life. And so you were able to harness all that energy, harness everything, and go forward. That's what our topic is, survival. We're talking about survival and perseverance and having triumph. And as we go forward, I'm going to share a little bit of my book, um, Not My Reality, on survival. And those of you that want to hear the full gist of my, my topic on it, you know, go back into the archives and find it. But that could be our biggest battle, you know, just, yes. just remembering that we have to survive and survival is intimate. And we're going to go forward with that. Um, we're going to take a moment, and I just want to encourage everyone that's listening online, everyone that's listening, if you could just go back in the archives and hear his story and hear something he said. Richard said that he was, you know, he had gone, he had got told that he wasn't going to be able to have his first dream, 
of having success and being in the limelight as a football player because he had a heart condition. Then he went to school, and then he had some issues in school academically, and he had some issues romantically in school. And then he started having some physical things that began to manifest in his physical body. And guess what? Then he tried to end it all and change it. He knew a change had to come. He just, at that moment, didn't understand the type of change that occurred. But look at how the transformation has occurred. That's what we all are here for. That's what, you know, he's turned into a coach, but he became his own personal coach. That's what life coaches do. That's what spiritual coaches do. We, you come to us, you talk to us, you, we share with us, and then we share back with you after being a sounding board some alternatives that you've already given us because every answer is already inside of you. There's no need to, you know, to delineate from the plan. It's just a matter of being patient and persevering. So you're listening here to Not My Reality Live. My guest today is none other than Mr. Richard Taylor of Taylor Made Empowerment. Uh, if you want to get on the conversation, ask Richard a question, ask myself a question, or just make a comment, you're welcome to do so at 646-378-1135. Or you can type your question in on the chat room. Or you can email me on Facebook as well. I see a couple of people uh, just message me on Facebook. So you can do that as well. But I want to welcome everybody again to the show. Richard, can you tell us, um, I know that you, when you came to the transformation of your tailor-made empowerment, that's something that people don't understand. Empowerment just simply means all we're doing is giving the power back yeah. to the individual. Is that is that yeah. how you see it? That's definitely how I see it. You know, it's kind of like a resurrection. You know, I look at it a, 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 or a revival of self, if you want to say so. Um, really where you just kind of finding that inner person because everything that happened for me and through me, I mean, I went through it, like you said, because of situations and conditions, but, I mean, everything that I was going through was stuff outside of me, you know, and I I let those outside problems enter into me, but Mm -hmm. not realizing that there was something else already there. There was a greater power inside of me already there. And, uh, yeah, like you said, it it was just kind of like a revival of of what, what, I guess you can call it what was buried, you know, because of or through all of the other problems that had weighed on top of it, I really started losing faith in what was already inside of me. So, yeah, I, I would definitely say that. Yeah. You know, when you when you share with um, – I've, I've noticed this too with myself when I've noticed that I've been sharing and when I do uh, events and things and I talk to people over and over again, you know, that experience of not trusting what's internal. A lot of us mm-hmm. are, are not willing to listen or accept that internal because we are so connected to our family, our friends, our, you know, what society is telling us we should or shouldn't be doing, and mm-hmm. we miss out. You know, we yeah. miss out we do. <laughs> we on the opportunity. Go, go ahead, Rich. What were you saying? Well, I said we definitely do. I think that probably played one of the biggest parts for me is the fact that I listened to people's words and uh, allowed what they said and how they felt to kind of reflect on my life and caused me to live according. You know, I, I think for a very long time I always wanted to put other people's expectations as my own, and I, I, I had to get to that point where I had to set their expectations to the side and focus on me because I think when you start living that life for other people, you really look out, I mean, you really lose out on who you are as a person and what those dreams and goals that you are. And I think that your belief becomes whatever it is somebody else believes rather than what it should be, which is what you believe and what you see for yourself. 
So you're absolutely right, and that's actually one of the big things that I teach about, you know, when I go and talk and speak to people is the ideology that your behavior changes with your beliefs. I think that's one of the biggest things in the world is that, um, you know, how we believe and perceive ourselves, our behavior will change accordingly to that. So if I believe that I'm worthless and that I'm not going to be able to do anything, then my actions will follow, and that's what happened to me for a very long time. But once I realized who I was as a person and what it was I was capable of doing that tailor-made inside of me, um, my actions and my behavior started to, to change according to that belief. You know, um, mm-hmm. I, I stopped putting my faith. I started I, I started keeping that faith in. You, what I used to do was have a lot of faith in myself at times, but I would still harness that uh, that disbelief. You know, I would, I would say, man, I can do X, Y, Z, but I know I can do that, 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 mm-hmm. but, you know. And once I really let that but go and I started harnessing that faith and that faith only in knowing what it was that I can do and what I was born and called to do, I think that's when the transition really sparked heavily for me because I realized then that it was what I was believing in that kept me going, and it was what I was believing in. Even when I didn't see it at certain times in my life, the fact that I had that belief there, it ended up leading me to that point where those things began to manifest and I began to see them. And, you know, everything started coming to fruition. So I really do believe that, you know, the behavior that we have, changes with our beliefs. So with that being the case, you know, instead of believing what others say and believing what people around you have to say, what do you feel? What do you think, you know, when it comes to those goals and those dreams? And I really think that's probably the most important thing to the empowerment portion is what is it that matters to you? Yes, good. So, Richard, we're going to take a few phone calls right now. We have a couple of uh, people online. We're going to take a few phone calls. You're listening here to Not My Reality Live. I'm your host, Marianne Fool. But, yes, we have a guest in, in studio today, and that's none other than Mr. Richard Taylor of Taylor Made Empowerment. And so we're going to go to our lines. Our first caller is area code 312, and the first three digits are 341. And good morning to you, and welcome to our show. Good morning, and thank you for having me. (laughs) I just wanted to call in and say I'm so enjoying listening to this show. I know Richard, and I'm just over here smiling because I'm just so happy to see him walking into what God has for him. So that was it. Thank you for calling in. You know, we're here every Tuesday. We're here on Sunday. Tuesdays at 9.30, Sundays at 3, and then Saturday nights at 10 p.m. So come on back and join us again. Even when Richard's not here, just come on and join us again. (laughs) No, I absolutely will. But this is just really nice, and it's really nice just to have this kind of opportunity to listen to people on the computer, on the radio, just spread positive energy and just um, do things, uh, I think, to make the world a better place. So I'm really enjoying it. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. And you know what? When you came in, I said this woman has a beautiful energy, and I want to keep encouraging you to keep sharing it. Keep my word today, people, would be the authentic, authentic self. Be that and display that personality that you truly have, not the one that you are doing in reaction to what's going on around you. If you keep doing that, because you have a phenomenal energy upon you, you really do. So I thank you for calling in, and some good things are coming your way. You get ready for that. Don't doubt it when it comes. Oh, I'm not. I'm in position to receive it. Thank you so much. Have a good one. Good luck to you, Richard. Thank you. Thank you. Richard, did you want to say something back? I didn't. You know, the young lady didn't give her name. Did you want to say something to her? 
You know what? It's funny. I know that voice very well. That is actually one of my mentors. Uh, when I was working, I left uh, I left uh, NIU and I worked one job down at uh, a college downtown, Roosevelt University. And that, uh, that is one of my mentors. I know that lovely voice very well. She actually was another person who, when I went through that transition of leaving my job, kind of just said, what, what does this look like? What does Richard look like? What does your future look like? That was one of the things that she would ask me every day. And I mean, I think a lot of her words really helped me, too, because it empowered me to go ahead and really start this and get it going. You know what? And that's the awesome thing about, you know, as I was sharing with someone, I said sometimes you have to remember that that everyone that comes in our path is there to give us something and for us to give them something. And it's our job to be open to receive it yeah. and our job to be open to give it and not feel like we're losing anything. And that way you don't have to be bogged down with what's going on around you. I think that's exactly. awesome. Okay. Yeah, we have a second caller. Oh, they just took their finger down. So, again, caller, if you want to be on the line, you want to make sure you push one on the line so I know you want to talk. Otherwise, I'll keep talking, and Richard will keep talking, and we'll keep the show going. Um, Richard, I have a, a another question here, and uh, the question is coming from Facebook. Okay. So I'm going to get this back up. It's asking about, you know, you talked about being an abusee in a relationship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so they want to know, you know, how did you how did you deal with that? You know, as being a how do how do you deal with that? Because they're experiencing that right now. They their girlfriend is hitting them. You know hitting what it was. Them. What would you What would you suggest to them, Richard? Well, first, let me go ahead and and, and kind of you know just address that really quickly. Um, I, I being that I was in a predominantly all white college town, being an African American male, I think that's one of the biggest things that we face are police officers and 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 people of the law always kind of looking for something to nitpick at. Um, and I had to be very wise about this because I was bullied a lot back when I was a child in my early years. So my father put me in martial arts classes at a very early age, and um, that was the one thing that I really stayed true to was training and practicing. So me personally, I knew that, you know, one one of the things I teach people is that the decisions that we make determine the difference between our destiny and our demise. Those are my five Ps. Decisions that we make determine the difference between our destiny and our demise. So with that being the case, I realized that if I take this opportunity to lay a hand on this person, even though I'm being hit, where is this going to put me, where is my future going, you know, being mindful of those different things, honestly, what I would say, you know, really is I, I walked away. You know, I had to walk away from the situation, um, being that my, my partner wasn't getting it and, you know, really just taking that time apart. And, I mean, I knew it was a relationship I shouldn't have been in. I was in it for the wrong motives in the first place. But I really believe that the walking away portion, you know, that really helped me because as I stayed and let the abuse take over, I think – that's when I really wanted to end my own life because I'm like, God, if the people closest to me can't even love me, you know, and they want to put their hands mm-hmm. on me and treat me like I'm some random person on the street, you know, maybe I don't deserve to live. So, honestly, I, I really encourage a lot of people when I talk about this to take a, take a second to sit back, reassess the situation, and mm-hmm. think about what's important to you. Realize that you're worth more than that, you know, that you – Nobody is called to be in that kind of situation, so I really think taking taking that step back and and if you have to walk away from that situation and people don't understand your partner doesn't understand it's okay it really is okay, yes, you know that's something we talked about on Sunday's show. We talked about the whole idea of letting go, 
understanding yeah. that letting go is not about trying to be vindictive or manipulative, and we understand if you have an emotional tie, it's going to, it may linger. But letting go is a natural part. I mean, we have to let go of a lot of things. Let go of the fact that we've changed in body sizes and height. We, yeah. we, we let go of, of old vehicles. We let go of, you know, old clothes. So we just need to kind of put it in perspective and understand that when we're letting go of something, we are awaiting and expecting something new to come. Because I always say we don't want to give in to fear because we know that's a false reality of hearing real. But then I also came up with the idea we can look at fear in a positive way. If we look at fear as us saying that we're going to be um, faithful, you know, and faithful and fearless in our mm-hmm. examinations and expectations of the unexpected and a, and a Accepting that ability to do so, and then we're going to revel in that joy. See, we can change it around. Fear is what paralyzes us, and so we have to remember to liberate ourselves. Well, Richard, when you were talking, you talked about uh, you talked about the R's, and you know, I I have my um, my series I call "Take Time to Do the R's." Mm -hmm. And the first R I say is that relax, take time to do the R's, relax, become calm and centered, recall what's happened, what has been said to get you where you are. Rethink about a new approach that could have been, what could have been prevented, you know, what's your role in it, and what you have really done and seen in it. Have you sought the creator? Then you want to respond. Make a change and recognize it is part of your growth process and that you need to make a change. Or maybe it's something you cannot change. Then you resolve it, resolve to accept it. You release it from your heart and your mind, and then you receive the new message that is waiting you, awaiting you to tell you what's next. So I, I, I try to share that with people, on, especially my young people, because and people that are going in transition. That was something that was given to me a long time ago. Relax, you know, recall, rethink, you know, respond, release. You have to get to that stage, and this seems like it's a larger step, but as you practice it more and make it part of your life, you're absolutely right. We can definitely move off from there. Because I like what you said. You said our decisions are the dis- difference, is it distance or difference between our destiny and demise. That's yes. awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, but that's that's so true. I mean, the decisions that we make, they really do determine where we go. You know, do we rise or do we fall? And I think that was something I had to learn at, uh, at an early age, uh, obviously, in those situations. And even as a 23-year-old male now, you know, I still have to remind myself of this daily just because, I mean, you know, situations still arise. You know, I teach empowerment. I teach nonviolence, you know, but you still have those situations where, you know, you're, you might be in the midst of something that you didn't even expect, you know, and you have to remind yourself of that, like, seriously, sit back and assess, okay, if I do this, where is this going to land me? Where is this going to put me in? What's going to come from this? Good. I just want to remind everyone, you know, we're, we're exactly at 10 o'clock, and so those of you who are listening via the Internet, those of you that are listening um, uh, in the chat room, you may lose sound unless you're online. So if you want to get in, remember 646-378-1135. you got about 15 seconds to try to get on the phone line, or you're going to have to go into the archives to hear the balance of the show. So thanks again for those of you that joined me on today. We appreciate you so much. All right, Richard, we're going we're gonna to keep moving. We have about, like I said, about 10 minutes left here uh, to discuss a little bit of something. And I I, I want to keep going, and I want to keep talking and encouraging people to get, to share with us and take what we're saying today. This is a story of triumph. I don't like to – I talk about, and I give about 15 seconds 
as I say, I take that back. I used to say you get five minutes for a pity party, and then you got 55 minutes to strategize and implement the plan. You don't have yes. a pity party. <laughs> Definitely. So, you know, we're, that's what we're talking about today. You know, we're looking at how we can become empowered and how you can continue to strive and go forward, how you can begin to accept who you are and where you are and understanding what you need to be experiencing in your life, knowing that what's coming your way is for you and you can survive it. You can you can persevere through. Don't allow the words of others to impact your progression. Yeah. Because a Definitely. lot of times they mean well, but they re- it's really their fear. It's really their failures. It's really their lack of resiliency that they're sharing with you to hold you back. And yeah. so, you know, it's, it's good advice in some ways because, you know, you don't want to go down the same road necessarily if you're doing the exact same thing you're doing. But if you've been given a vision, if you've been given an opportunity, if you've been given a, what I like to say, a do-over, if you've been given that opportunity, then go ahead and take full advantage of it. You know, there are going to be times when we are not going to do things the way people are used to seeing them done. I'm sure your family's like, what are you talking about? You're going to work part-time and go around talking to people. But guess what? That's what was necessary for that. Same thing with me, to leave my career and do what I'm doing. I have never been happier. I have not been happier than I am right now in this place and time doing what it is I do every day. Definitely. And I, I totally agree with that. Um, I mean, definitely with me, like I said, being 23, well, 23 for one more day. I'm turning 24 tomorrow, but still. That's right. Being, Happy birthday, Richard. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but, you know, even being being 24 years old, uh, um, getting married in July, and, you know, my mom and dad are like, you know, dude, you are leaving the corporate world to go out and chase this dream of being a world speaker and changing lives, and they believe in me. But at the same time, like you said, you know, they're living off of their their own fear and sometimes uh, disbelief, you know, because of of, of the, the situations. You know, I think the, the one thing that's always thrown out is, oh, well, you look at the economy and you look at this and you look at that. And But one thing that you touched on earlier in this segment was, uh, you know, seeking the creator. And I think with that, one thing that I've realized is that, you know, my pastors say it all the time, but it's really true. You know, your gift will open doors for you. And mm-hmm. despite the situations that you might be encountering, despite the things that might be going on, and I kid you not, you know, sometimes I have to do, you know, faith checks on myself because of what's going on around me, and I, I have to realize and go back to the fact that my gift, everything that's inside of me, whether it's me singing, whether it's me speaking, whether it's me going out and motivating, whatever it may be, if i got to put my hands to it, it's going to be golden, whatever I touch. Is going to be golden, and the gifts that I have are going to make room for me. And guess what? Like you said, you're going to enjoy doing it while you do it because everything that you need, all the you know the the, the concerns and everything that we're going through, those those things are going to be taken care of. You just have to have mm-hmm. that faith in yourself. I look at uh, uh, Steve Jobs, for example. I'm a, I'm big on entrepreneurship, so I look at Steve Jobs. You know, he got fired from Apple. This was a company he started, something that yeah. he put together and he was livid about it, you know, because he trusted a partner. He got fired um, because the the people that were his partners were siding with with the with the guy that he brought in. And I think that was really big because listening to Steve Jobs' speech, one thing that he said was that he didn't want to take this laying down. So he still sure. went out and he created it. And I kid you not, 
a few years after he got fired, guess what happened? He opened Pixar. You know, now people think, okay, yeah, he opened Pixar. That's great, but you got to look at what the process was in between that. He had the faith in himself and his ability to say, look, I just got fired from a multimillion-dollar company that I created, that I founded myself, and he went out here yeah. and he opened up another door. And I think that's really big. And, and then what happened after that? Apple ended up asking them to come back. Could you please yeah. come back and take your company? You know, so yeah. and you know right. what? You know what, Richard, what that says is, again, that's talking about being willing to let go and look forward to other opportunities. Exactly. We're going to take a very quick break, and um, a commercial break, and we'll be right back, Richard. Everyone hold on. That's on the line. Hold on. Take time to escape by attending the 2012 My Reality Tour, June 6th through the 8th. It's three days of interactive, transformational, holistic healing and empowerment. Register today at 414-604-6271 or by visiting MyRealityTour.com. That's 414-604-6271. All right, and we are back here. We're talking with Richard Taylor here on Not My Reality Live. This is your host, Mary Nifua. Welcome again to everyone who's just now joining us on the line and those of you who have been with us for the longest. If you want to give a conversation, just hit one on your on your phone line, and you'll be getting able to get in the conversation to join us on today. Um, Richard, I just wanted to say I'm going to share something else. I want to share one more thing with you all, uh, Richard, along with the listeners, um, about survival. Survival has to be our only option. Survival is a knowing that what you experience in your circumstances, conditions, and situations are temporary. You are able to look beyond the windows and walls of that experience, situation, condition, and circumstance and see your survival. Survival is the innate drive to live. Remember your plan of action, your purpose, your intentions, and your goals. Survival is a fact and acceptance to live and exist, activating the I am existence within you. Your advancement beyond your circumstances and situations sometimes may be that you will be sitting or standing or even squatting once the storm has cleared. But most importantly, you have survived. If you activate a level of self-conscientiousness and agreement with the internal I am existence and become willing to accept a mindset that benefits you first, then others, accept longevity, get comfortable with the idea that personal survival is your responsibility. Your survival must come before anyone else's. Otherwise, you won't be able to help anyone else survive or show them how to survive. Consider the flight attendant's instructions as we travel. It says, in case of emergency, place an oxygen mask on yourself first, then assist any small children or elderly. Why is that? You have to be in a position to help others and have helped yourself. So now you just have to live to survive. Live to Survive, that's what we're talking about today here on Not My Reality Live with my host, Richard Taylor of Taylor Made Empowerment. I trust that you enjoy that. That's another excerpt from my book. If you want to pick it up, it's on Amazon and all the bookstores called Not My Reality, Encouragement While Dancing in a Storm. Richard, you there? I'm here, I'm here. (laughs) 
How was it? I'm so glad you were here. We have about five more minutes left. Well, four more minutes left. I apologize. Four more minutes left. I want to thank you up front and thank you again. I'm looking forward to working with you again uh, next month as well as in June. And hopefully, you know, we'll get a chance. If I don't see you at all tomorrow, I'll talk to you tomorrow. I want you to have a continued blessed and and glorious field birthday and celebration. Thank you. And even to just taking time and, you know, do a moment. I was sharing uh, the other day that Sunday I went to a service. On Sunday I was asked to come, and the musician was playing. Of course, I got into my psalmist mode, and I uh, ended up having a song come to me. It was called Just One Moment, you know, Mm -hmm. Just One Moment, meaning if you just take one moment out to go internally, to look internally, inwardly, and have a communication, have a conversation with the inward self, with the creator, with the divine within you. And listening here, what it is you need to know, you will do so much better in your daily life. Just take a moment. It doesn't take a whole lot. And you can do that for a prayer. You can do that for meditating on what you prayed about or with the expectation. But knowing that inwardly all the answers and all the connections are there with the source of God, the creator, with everything is and shall be. Richard, it has been an honor to join, for you to join me today. Any words before we go? Uh, yes. Um, I think for everybody that's listening, everybody that called in, chimed in, a um, few things that I would say when it comes to that true identity, you know, and I think that we are walking testaments daily. Listen to your gut. Uh, stay in touch with your dreams and your goals, uh, anything that it is that you want to do. Express your true emotions. And uh, choose your activities carefully. Everything that you do, choose them carefully. Don't just jump into something because you feel like, oh, it's it's the norm. You know, do what it is that that, that pleases you and take risks. I've always been a risk taker, and that's one thing I tell people. Take risks on what it is that you really feel passionate about and make it happen. Yes, good. I'm going to try this last call. That number has come in and come out. I'm going to take a trip to this last call, 262-649. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Okay, I don't think, okay, were you trying to get in? I don't. Your number kept popping up and down, so I wasn't sure, but I wanted to give you an opportunity to say something uh, before the show ended. And if you had anything you wanted to add, comment, or make a question. I said almost everything I wanted to say. I just want to say that um, thank you, Taylor, for being an inspiration for people out there. There's a lot of people in your situation or who have been in your situation who don't know that or they are not yet aware that they can pick up the pieces and build a different life for themselves. And like Marion said, um, the intrinsic motivation, we all have it. We just need to know how to tap from it and motivate ourselves to be who we want to be. So thank you, Marion, for such a great show, and thank you for inviting him to come thank and talk you. to us. And thank you for the message you're sending out. God bless no you. Thank you. Bless you. Thank you. Thank you, Carla. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. That's you know, that's the kind of love that I appreciate when people can say that. That's what we're trying to do. We're just trying to I'm just trying to keep a venue open and I want to be used as a vessel to share that which has been allowed to be given to me. And I oh, want to certainly. share it out with others so they can tap it. As she said, tap into it. Uh, Richard, real quickly, we got about two minutes left. Give us tell us where we can contact if they want to get a hold to you and get right. you involved. Um, if you want to uh, reach me, you can reach me uh, several ways. I'm on Facebook, obviously, at Richard L. Taylor, Jr. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at TrulyTaylorMade. That's T-R-U-L-Y-T-A-Y-L-O-R-M-A-D-E, at TrulyTaylorMade on Twitter. Or you can go to my website at 
taylor-made-empowerment.com. Excellent, excellent, Richard, excellent. And everyone, if you go to my show page, all located on the show page for today's show, if you want to follow up with Richard, he will be I will be touring June, and uh, which is the opening night will be my book, my book launch and birthday celebration. Even though my birthday is going to be on the fifth, but you know on the sixth we're going to open up the the event with my book launch and birthday celebration reception. So get into that. Definitely follow up with me on that at four one four six zero four six two seven one, and they'll take care of you and get you booked up for that event. Thanks again for joining us here on Not My Reality Live. Again, we, it has been a phenomenal day. Want to make sure we remind everybody to take time out, just one moment to breathe, one moment to hear what it is you need to know. And when things begin to surround you and overwhelm you that are not benefiting you, say nice and loud, that's not my reality. Until next time, peace and blessings. Mm-hmm.